I just drank a lot of tequila, so I'm good to go. All right. A lot of tequila there was it is. an idea. Oops, sorry. To bring together a group of remarkably dumb dummies. To watch the shit you skipped the first time. And to occasionally watch a movie they actually like. The movie dummies. Infinitely dumb. All right, we are the movie dummies. Thanks, Autopilot. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm at that aforementioned Joe. I'm Angela. I'm Matt. I'm A A Ron. It's right. And and no. From now on, you call her Shanna. This week, but uh, she's here in spirit. She's just a little under the weather. Actually, she's actually in my house, just upstairs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on! Don't bullshit me. I would never do that, Arnie. Yeah. I'm also not going to bullcrap you about the movie we're watching this week, which was Spider-Man 3, Yikes. which I have to say is probably light years ahead of what they could have come up with for the amazing Spider-Man 3 had it ever been made. So at least we're uh, on that good I, note. I'm super excited to talk about this movie. There's some good, there's some bad. It aged better than I thought it would. but It did, it did. Before I don't we, know what you guys watched. <laughs> before we get into it, <laughs> before we get into all the hip thrusting, uh, <laughs> hey, Aaron, hey, what did you watch this week, buddy? Well, as you guys may or may not know, I am addicted to a show called Top Gear, and oh, I just like okay. to watch those three old men drive cars around, but I try to get in one movie a week, and my wife picked out the movie this weekend, this week, and it. every time she picks a movie out, I leave sadder. And when I started, I'm like, why do you? I'm like, I watch movies to get away. And then you give me this, and I feel worse. And okay. I watched the movie called The Kindergarten Teacher okay. with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Brokeback Gyllen- Mountain Gyllenhaal. sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, if, if you guys are looking for an interesting movie, it was, it was very, very uh, compelling. It's about a kindergarten teacher who realizes the immense talent of a five year old boy. Uh, stuck in a family that doesn't give a rat's patoot about it. And she ended up in, I'm just going to call it almost psychologically kidnapping the child. Okay. And the problem is when she actually kidnaps the child, you're right. Sure. That you go, you kind of root for her. And it's almost, I I, I don't want to compare it to the, the, one of my all time favorites, devil's rejects, (laughs) which makes you root for the bad guys. Sure. So well, that's how you feel with her. You are rooting for her and also feeling very confused on why you are doing so. And it, it makes a couple of good points on it. Number one, but relationships between the husband and spouse did a very good job of just seeing how one was artistic and one is, I would just say, more toward the math brain life of it. When gotcha. she's writing poems, he really thinks she's talking about stuff in their own backyard. And secondly, with the concept of squandered dreams i think they do a very good job talking about that and as well as uh, technological dependence in our society today all has very nice undertones but um yeah i didn't feel great about myself after i watched that movie but still good i would recommend it but it was uh i have a question for you yourself yeah quick question would maggie gyllenhaal's actions in the movie warrant a visit by joaquin phoenix with a hammer 
only at one point and she <laughs> redeems herself there was one area that my wife and i both looked at each other like don't think you should be in there <laughs> and they do it and thankfully like right when you think it's gonna happen she doesn't so okay. i was happy but there is a lot of nude scene from maggie gyllenhaal uh, interestingly enough in this movie and she has aged quite well <laughs> well she's new to all her hbo show so and yeah. she's naked quite frequently in the deuce and she's very good <laughs> she does she's still killing it i was like good yeah. job maggie because she's she's had three kids like she's a, just a, a a lady's lady i've always felt like and she yeah she represents well cool. for sure well all right so you watched the kindergarten teacher Mm-hmm. Okay. In Top Gear, do you enjoy Joey Tribbiani on Top Gear? Oh no, 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 no! I, I actually started the sh- series from 2001, and I'm all the way in 2012 right now. And oh, wow. uh, I really enjoy. I will never watch that, the American one. I truly just like Jeremy Clarkson, James May, and uh, it's Richard not Hammond. American. It's still the no. same. Still the same uh, production company. They're just not on it anymore. Yeah, I watch uh, Grand Tour from them now because gotcha. what had occurred is Jeremy Clarkson's best friend is the executive producer. Mm-hmm. In about four years before the short canceled, they got in a huge argument and they came to blows, signed oh. some sort of agreement about it. And then during filming of their final season, Jeremy Clarkson straight up cold cocked him and knocked him out. And that's when the show ended. Interesting. Dang. And then they took most of the good filmographers and writers and took them to Amazon Prime's Grand Tour, Grand Tour yeah. which is some of the best television I've ever seen. It also is the most expensive opening in cinematic history. Hmm. They have the they hold the world record for the most expensive opening to it. Probably just show. because of the cars involved, right? Yep. Yeah. They and they do a very good on the job. Cars it actually show. is quite funny. So that's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Angela, what you got? That that leaves me, I suppose. Um, I didn't watch much this week either. I uh, was super busy with work, but I did watch. Um, Answer the question. <laughs> I watched something. What the heck was Stop it? Stop whining. Go to Matt and come back to me. I, I, I get it. Game over. All right, Matt, what you got? It was um, a lot of porn. I'm not ready. Can you uh, go to Angela? Come back to me. Okay. <laughs> Can you elaborate? I actually didn't watch really anything new. Um, but I have you two video game recommendations. Fuck you, Arnie. Uh, <laughs> two video game recommendations. For oh, God. No problemo. <laughs> Talk to the hand. Oh, hit all of them. Jesus, that was good. <laughs> uh, I played a video game called Reigns Game of Thrones. What? I don't play oh, that game. I know you don't. <laughs> oh, God. What is You're it? Evil. What is Reigns uh, Game of Thrones? Uh, so they have a regular Reigns video game, and it's about, like, you are in charge of a kingdom, and you have to maintain certain aspects of the kingdom, or you will die one of many ways. Okay. Uh, uh Game of the Game of Thrones version is obviously much better because it adds the element of Game of Thrones to it. Of um, agreeable. 
So you are in charge of a kingdom. It's pretty simplistic, but it's also kind of complex because it's hard to manage. Hmm. What kind for, of for what kind of thing is it? Like top down Age of Empires uh, type of deal? Civilization? It's hard to describe. It's more like a card. Oh. Flip. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A deck so basically, builder? what's that? A deck builder? No. 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 Uh, basically, well, you get like a. Myself. What? <laughs> <laughs> so what's next? What what you what what's it about? You you have cards. Yes, basically you get a card and it comes with like a decision or something oh. else. Uh, it's kind of like a little bit like uh, Oregon Trail, in that like it guides you through a journey, so to speak, and you have to make decisions. Cool. Sounds like magic. I don't know what you're talking about. Or Dungeons and Dragons. There we go. Sure, sure. There we go. Oh my little God. bit. Yeah, He's that's so yep. deep. So basically, you have to manage one of four things, and you can die in other ways. Uh, it's kind of neat because you can be one of nine of the characters, and uh, some of them are like immune to the deaths. Like uh, Daenerys can't be killed by the nobility and stuff hmm. like that. It's kind of neat. Or fire. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I spent a little bit of time on the game, but like, it's 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 four dollars, so you get what you pay for, but you're not gonna play it for a long time unless you're right. obsessed. Who cares about that? Tell me about Red Dead Redemption Two. <gasps> yes, did you take and see the horse testicles shrinking? Uh, I did indeed. Yes. Come on, I'm waiting. <laughs> um, I don't know what to say. It's amazing. Uh, How amazing? The graphics, the vanilla, uh, the graphics are the best graphics I've ever played in a vanilla game, like uh, unaugmented. Um, so far, the storyline is awesome. It's like prequel to the first one. Prequel. Yep. Okay. I was I wondering how they're going to work that dude back into the story. <laughs> What's that? I was wondering how they're going to work that dude into the story. It's the same guy, right? Oh. Well, you, you, you uh, yeah, he. He's in the game, but you play somebody else. Oh, okay. So. Interesting. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's it? some sing-along songs that a lot of the people sing, and they're just flipping hilarious. <laughs> you're uh, you're going like in a carriage, and there's three ladies in the back singing like, Oh, it fit my Peter lock a diamond ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. It's good stuff. All right. What would you rate it? Oh, God, a 10. Oh, oh so far. Uh, the hunting, uh, the gunfights. There's so much awesome stuff. I haven't even barely scratched the surface. Uh, Does he wear a cool cowboy jacket? What? Does he wear a cool cowboy jacket? Sure. You any- sounded offended by that question. Does like anyone- how dare you ask him about his cowboy jacket? When you're riding around <laughs> just- and you, and you hear the background players talking, do you hear this? Hey, this jacket is awesome. Ooh, and it's tighter than dick skin. <laughs> I mean, I did. I don't think other players will. <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm going to muscle that into every podcast. <laughs> I almost spit out my tequila from that. It's made out of dick skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, bastards! Any way that I can, that's gonna get in there. 
Uh, just right, the yeah. dick skin part though you have to get it real quick like mm, dick skin wait what <laughs> why did you do that dick <laughs> oh always sunny may you never die interesting yeah. you should mention that <laughs> you got anything else buddy no that's pretty much it uh, I think I already talked about all the stuff that we had watched alright Angel did you figure it out I did, and then I also figured out why I didn't really remember because you know it was a meh. They weren't they weren't very interesting. Uh, the one thing that I did watch that I had never seen before, um, my husband started watching The Mayans. Okay, and I watched a couple episodes with him. Some sort of Netflixian uh, show. We were both, huh? Is it some sort of Netflixian type of show? No, it's a spinoff from Sons of Anarchy. <gasps> oh, Ooh. that one. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. The FX show. We were both uh, big fans of Sons, so, you know, it seemed like a natural thing to do. Um, it's all right. <laughs> I don't know. It takes place after the events of the Sons, and I'm just kind of like, eh. Okay. It seems fine. If uh, Sons had never existed and only this existed, I'd probably be super into it. But I, I didn't like the Mayans even when they were in the Sons of Anarchy. I they mean, were irritating the only, to me then. The only Mayan I was interested in was, you know, the was the president. Um, and so far, he's only been in one episode for like half a second, and. He's like like the godfather of the Mayans, which I don't understand because he was only ever just president of the one chapter, so it, that, it doesn't seem to make any sense. But whatever. Gemma was in one episode, which you know was a little confusing. But wait, Gemma's in it? She was in one episode. She didn't actually speak or anything. She was just in wait, the jail. That's Katie's show, right? Isn't she? Oh, okay. I was like, she dead. Yeah, yeah, but it was confusing because I didn't realize I wasn't paying much attention, so I didn't realize it was a flashback. And I'm like, wait, I thought this took place after, but she's, huh? And then I realized it was a flashback. So, um, I also watched uh, a couple of older movies, uh, Two Weeks Notice, Sandra Bullock, and nice. Hugh Grant. I I super like it. It's it's dumb, but. I love Hugh Grant. He's a charm factory. He's a charm factory. Charm factory. <laughs> if you listen to him break down all of his his movies, um, he's like, yeah, I just played the same guy in that movie. Yeah, guy. yeah. I mean, he's not a chameleon. He's Hugh Grant. You know, you get him to be Hugh yeah, Grant. Yeah, but he's also depressed about it too. If you if you kind of hear him talk about it, I would imagine so. He's depressed about being Hugh Grant. Kind I of, imagine yeah. he's depressed because he probably has a wider range that nobody ever lets him do. You can't. His teeth are too big. <laughs> it just... There's no physical way for that to work. I'm really sorry, Hugh Grant. <laughs> I enjoy him quite a bit. Um, and I watch some... Uh, my husband watches all those like Discovery Channel shows, so we watch some Gold Rush. and. Oh, fun. Yeah, I suppose some Alaskan bush people and all that oh, crap. He's he's a fan. American pickers. I like <gasps> American pickers though. I like American pickers quite a bit. Yeah, they're fun. 
there was some there was some old Woo! lady just hitting on the one on Frank the whole episode. It was hilarious. Frank take it? He a big yeah. boy. I figure he's yeah. he's got a different taste in women. I've always yeah. figured that. He's probably a bit of a freak. <laughs> oh, he was definitely flirting back with her. It was it was pretty funny. Do you think he keeps the oil cans uh -oh, out that he collects? Like, tell me you like my oil cans. Probably. Like, that's all he collects. I love my oil cans. They're my best. <laughs> he went on one pick and he kept bartering for, like, ratnip. The dude had, like, eight boxes of ratnip. And he was You're just totally like, ruining my brain thoughts. <laughs> Please Why? tell me what rat not, ratnip is. I have is. no idea. They were just, like, old boxes and it said ratnip on the side. And he's like, what's that? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, catnip for rats. And he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can see And this. every I mean, single one of his me, deals, he was like, like throw in a couple of boxes of that ratnip and you got a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> it got to a point where the guy was like, maybe I don't want to give all these away. <laughs> What are, do what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with the ratnip? He was a hoarder. He was a, no. It was ridiculous. He he was just like, why do you want this? And then by the end, he wanted it so much. By the end, he was like, maybe I should want this. This kid might be a genius, right? <laughs> oh god, I'm having fun playing with the drops. So <laughs> just keep <laughs> telling like stories. Break, right? <laughs> You're totally ruining my brain thought. She can so always that's be what I had for this week. Super boring. All right. Well, uh, mine's not much better. We finished uh, Daredevil season three. Um, it's very different from the uh, the other two seasons of Daredevil, um, but it's still very good. There's some character development going on, and they structure the show differently than they ever have, and it makes for a more mainstream type of way to tell the story. It uh, it fits more aligned with. Uh, I don't know, just a more mainstream way of storytelling. I don't want to spoil anything, but I do recommend it. Um, if you're into the Marvel uh, Netflix cinematic universe, I would definitely uh, recommend that for you. Can I ask a subcategory question of this? Mm -hmm. Why? Why did... <laughs> <laughs> you ruined my brain thought, man. <laughs> He's gone. Why did they cancel uh, the... The guy who can get shot a lot in the Golden Fist, like, are they just going to use them in the the main movies, or is it just they're done with that concept? Um, speculation is that they're going to combine them into one show called Heroes for Hire because they're in a comic book together called Heroes for Hire. And oh, so those two are going to be together. That's the assumption. Their worlds are already so entangled, anyways, with Misty being on uh, Iron Fist, and then. You know, Danny giving Misty the arm on Luke Cage, and they're they're already intertwined. So cool with um, Luke's kind of turn to the dark side at the end of his last season. It would take a Danny Rand to knock him back into his senses. So I think that that could be a very compelling story to watch. Well, I was hoping they didn't get rid of it because I thought everybody's watched it was happy. They didn't really lo love that one, but I was right. like, well, I hope they don't get rid of what they were shooting for. Well, what they Each said was own. is like when they canceled Iron Fist, uh, the guy who plays Danny Rand, Sir Loris Tyrell, whatever his real name is, he's like, uh, Iron Fist will be back. Don't worry. So they've got something cooking up over there. I don't know if they're because <clears throat> Disney's starting its own streaming service in 2019. I don't know how much of a deal they're going to continue with Netflix. I know that Disney is super happy with the production team. Um, and they might, but they might just offer a them a bunch of money to come over to their side. It's not just that, though. It's Disney is going to be starting a new venture, 
and you can't. What's Netflix got? Three hundred million users. You can, you do. You're not going to get three hundred million eyeballs on your product immediately. I'm going to tell you right years. now, they're getting me right off the bat. They're not even watching any of their shows, but they're going to steal Doc McStuffins. They're going to steal all <laughs> my crap that my kids watch. They're going to, they really already said this. It's all, it's all leaving Hulu. It's leaving Amazon Prime. They're taking everything with them. I mean, like, and they already took uh, Phineas and Ferb and off of Netflix and all a bunch of their properties right. off of other streaming services. I had to download their stupid Disney Now app. Right. So that my kid could watch Vampirina and Yeah, what is this Vampirina? My daughter just started talking about it. I'm like, what the hell? Like what I don't is know. this Transylvania? I have no idea. My I didn't even know about it until my kid wanted to be it for Halloween. I'm like, this? <laughs> Interesting. So Well look yeah. at they got it with three hundred million, they got four eyeballs right now, immediately. Right. There you go. Yep, take it. Take my money. <laughs> Speaking of Netflix though, I also started making a murderer season two. Ooh. Um I liked the first season, but it wasn't do- it wasn't a docu series as much as it was a fluff piece for Stephen Avery. They did not mm-hmm. tell a unbiased story; they were telling a completely biased story about a guy they believed to be not guilty. Meanwhile, the evidence that they proposed in that season uh, made me believe wholeheartedly that he was guilty. Meanwhile, this uh, expert at getting people out of prison. Uh, Kathleen Zellner takes his case in the interim between you know when the the series came out a few years ago and now <clears throat> and it's following her investigation into who might have actually killed uh, Teresa Halbach and she raises not just some good questions but absolute reasonable doubt as to whether or not this dude did it so after that I watched the first season even though America was like he's so he's so innocent free him I was like oh that dude guilty um, but now I'm starting to think, well, maybe he wasn't, <laughs> maybe, maybe he is innocent of, he's just a dum dum who, uh, answers the uh, door in his towel. <laughs> um, uh, guys, I have actually met people in their towel at the door, even on professional meetings. I went to a guy's house to help him with something. And You're I kidding. Hope he opens the door wearing nothing but a bathrobe. Mm. And I'm going to tell you that wind that came Augustine. Mm-hmm. Oh yikes! So for some reason, my dumb head went. You know, we'll just we'll finish what we got to. Walked into his his apartment, Why? and he has only unmarked VHSs on the wall. Oh with, yikes! With dragon posters. And you remember those sandcastles? Those those weird sandcastles <laughs> you could get like on your vacation. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I still think those are cool, actually, but not gonna buy them. And I, I he comes and he's like, "Here, come take a seat at the table." There's only one chair at the Did table. Did he ever put clothes out? And no, and for oh. some reason, the single chaired table is the only thing that made me leave. I was like, "This is something's wrong here." Not, not, the penis flapping in the air, the unmarked VHSs. I'm like, that can't was a trust murder a man house with one dinner table chair. Nope. You walked in and out of a murder house. Good for you. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> Rest were in the basement with all the ladies t- uh, tied to them. Uh, right. I think they were something. men. I'm gonna tell you, it was something. Did you just say, uh, I don't play that game and leave? <laughs> it was something along the lines of, I'm uncomfortable and I have to go. And he's like, <laughs> you excuse actually me? told him you were oh, uncomfortable. Yeah. I just, I, I, I straight walked out the door. I wasn't there for more than like 45 seconds. And for wow. like, I went through all three of those emotions of the Ooh, dragons, oh. the sandcastles, the V, no four, the penis, the robe, that's five. And I, th- <laughs> the chair is what finally was like, Aaron, you're not supposed to be here. You're at eight mile and mound. 
White oh, boy yeah, in a small neighborhood. A mile away. Oh, yeah, and when you really? were walking to the yeah. car, this guy yelled, Disappointed! That's <laughs> crazy. It's a crazy story. <sighs> oh, anywho. Uh, I do recommend you watch uh, Making a Murderer Season 2. It's interesting at best. It's also biased, obviously. Biased in the other direction? or Biased in they're still trying to make everyone believe that Stephen Avery is not guilty. I mean, so far, it sounds like they're doing a good good job. They're, so I don't view things in terms of guilty or innocent as nece- necessarily as, like, have you proved it beyond a reasonable doubt? And right. given the evidence that she's bringing up, bringing to the the surface, it doesn't seem like it's beyond a reasonable doubt. Well, I don't, th- I, I've only got to hear from what my wife has told me. And the thing is, what it brings to mind, even like what you're saying, I'm not looking at it guilty or not guilty. Mm-hmm. He was proven guilty with not a lot of evidence. If well, that's not he true. was not there arrested, there was a lot it. of evidence, but it was all also circumstantial. circumstantial and by a hillbilly dude right out of like that to get out of jail and then that soon after because he was already proven and then goes back in and you're like, what the fliggity flick? It there's seems like they might have headed out for him. Yeah, there's just it's too much. But obviously, there is flaws in our own. Uh, I guess you can say judicial system and for sure I've been on the fence about this because the guy, he is a bit of a, a creepy fella too. Yeah. It's and he does like have he, a, he has a violent past where he has had multiple instances of violence against women. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it doesn't, that's why I figured he was guilty just based on all that. And based on the evidence that was given in the first season, I was like, yeah, he probably did it, you know? See, the first season for me, I was kind of like, I was on the fence um, because I didn't think that there was good evidence uh, against him, but I also didn't think there was a lot of reasonable doubt either. Yeah, his lawyers did not do a good job. Right. The only thing that kind of uh, held me up was, was the kid. Right, and the And the confession and all that stuff. I right. was just kind of like, it felt a bit... You know, a bit West, West Memphis three to me, and it just it was completely coerced and ridiculous, and that gave yep. me pause. And I was like, I mean, if if this confession, which is basically what they're hanging their hat on, is not legit, and it does not seem like there's any way it can be, then maybe he didn't do it. He yeah. doesn't seem like a very bright guy. Yeah, and they totally took advantage of him. They go into Brendan's story a little bit in the first few episodes because obviously he went through a roller coaster a couple of years ago where he was uh, his conviction was overturned. He was about to be released and the governor had to come in and stay that decision until it, the court case was reversed or whatever. And now he, he's still in prison to this day. All right. I, so. I really feel like what really throws me out of the loop and why I, I would just say if it came down to, and someone's like, you got to vote today if he's getting out or staying in, I would personally, even if he was guilty, like, let's just say it really was, have him get out because it really seems like that entire state wants to keep him in there right. just not to have the black eye that, hey, guys, we screwed up. Twice. This sheriff was quite prejudiced against him. He masterminded this. We've had this. T- and then that opens up the door of what else did they do? How much was taken from that evidence locker? What really could have gone wrong? Because it opens up such an amount of floodgate of negativity as well as reproach maybe i don't really know the right word for this hmm. that's what i've always felt like the 
the governor stepping in. Right. Like, really, that's like the stuff you saw in the old movies with an execution. Like, call the governor. Right. right. And Come it, on. What it, the hell is he there doing is a in a place that he's not that, supposed like, to be? Oh, we're not going to be wrong twice. Yeah. Like, there's just exactly. like, no way. We, we're, no, we're not doing this again. Because how bad are we going to look? There's a, a matter of pride there. That's that's my only feeling, is that if the people... What is that? The enemy, my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. The people that are that against it and re- it just it just seems like there's too much coincidence and that is the only part i don't even care about the evidence anymore i look at the people who put them there how they're reacting and they're not reacting very professionally or i would say legally sound mm-hmm. i would say that it's a matter of both pride and prejudice throws it out there i feel bad about myself now that was beautiful. What'd you make that jacket out of? Dick skin? <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, okay. The last thing I want to not recommend, I'm going to give you a hard pass on this one, is The Spy Who Dumped Me. Oh. Oof. I would classify a hard pass. A hard pass. Now, I see it as a valid attempt. There was one good laugh in the movie, and it was a throwaway line in the background, probably an improv by Kate McKinnon. Um, none of the other stuff that was supposed her. to be funny was funny. Um, it just wasn't funny. It was entirely too long for a comedy. It was like one fifty. Mm, that's a um, rough sell. Yeah, and it was shot about as well as the poorest episode of a CW show. Oh yikes! Come on, man. Oh. This is this is bad. This is rough. I'm, I'm being positive. I'm not going to say movies are bad anymore because I appreciate their try. <laughs> Good but try. I will say go watch something else. <laughs> like uh, Daredevil Season 3 or The Man in the High Castle or something that people spent a lot of time on and made very well. The uh, Kindergarten Teacher, Netflix. The Kindergarten Teacher, there you go. Boom. Go. Just feel bad about yourself at the end of the movie. It's fine. <laughs> Go watch uh, Operation Finale, which I recommended a couple weeks ago, and it was, it, was, it was pretty good. Not great, but good. So here we go, guys. Back to Netflix. Uh, according to some various sources, they are starting to think that all of the Netflix Marvel shows are going to get the axe. What? what? Since Netflix doesn't release numbers about their viewing statistics, the only thing that they have, like there's a company that measures uh, a metric by social media posts and about social media activity about the subject. And all of the Marvel Netflix shows are down like 80%, even Daredevil. So they're starting to think that maybe they're not just worth the time. Would they just go to the potential of just the movies with them? Because they have been going on for some time. Right. Since 2015, I believe. 2014 yeah. so and with disney's new streaming service it might behoove them to bring everything back in house i'm not exactly sure what their moves are disney is making some odd moves as of late um James it, fire, right? you know but robert Downey jr can stay it it's all you know yeah. Dude, I never thought about that. I totally forgot about Robert Downey Jr.'s cocaine uh, hooker and violence past. Mm-hmm. And he gets to stay. And James Gunn, who made a post and apologized about it and on Twitter, gets... Oh, God, you just you made me angry. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I posted but... it in the group feed. 
<laughs> RDJ was just hurting himself. He was making fun of the snowflakes out there. Yeah, if you go back we, into the group feed a little bit and you see the picture of Jim Halpert staring through the blinds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James Gunn's oh, behavior that, a decade okay, ago thank you. was yep. completely unacceptable and does not deserve to work in the MCU. Robert Downey Jr. is Jim staring through the blinds. <laughs> right? Like, oh no. <laughs> Why do you think they're going to kill him off so quickly? They got to. This is all coming back. They're like, oh crap. But speaking of old James Gunn. My uh, dreams just might come true. Oh, we're not mm-hmm. going to talk about that. Karen Gillan, who plays oh. Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy, has come out to say that she's pretty sure they're going to go forward with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And somehow it, uh-huh. she must know this because she's going to be a part of it, which is interesting because they were talking about recasting. Oh. Yeah, because so. didn't the big guy, the wrestler, say he won't act again in it? And- yeah, Bautista, yeah, he's pretty He's pretty pissed off at the whole thing. He's like, he doesn't want to work for Disney ever again. And uh, Saldana was on board. Mm-hmm. Everybody uh, with that signed sentiment. the petition. Chris Pine as well, Pat, I thought. Pratt. Pratt, dang it. I don't think Chris Pratt's going to be on with it, but that'd be pretty intense if he did. Like, that would be the seller, I guess, because you can't get rid of something that cre- I I felt that the Guardians of the Galaxy were just fantastic. Absolutely. A nice throwback to what they really could be like with the comedy section of it. And it was all right? James I Gunn. mean, it was so fun. It was. You know, it's it, it when you hit something like that. I mean, they could probably do it without him now, but he created it. It was alchemy, mm-hmm. you know, and he he definitely deserves all the credit. Everybody came in I and they did. I don't think it their, would be the same. All those people know their be, role so crappy. well, though, that you know, Chris Pratt's not going to say words that Star Lord wouldn't say. I know, but you know I mean, they they all know it very well. So they would, I think that they could. It could be done without him, but a lot of the music and stuff is is based on James Gunn's taste. So it would be very interesting to see how they do it without him. Hey, why don't they just take someone from the DC universe? You know, like maybe the Suicide Squad's original director. No, or thank you. Batman nope. versus Superman's original director, nope. or yeah, that'd be great, no. right? Right? No, maybe. I think we're good. I don't think uh, things that will want, make me want to kill myself for four hundred, Alex. <laughs> I don't think David Ayers deserves another big budget movie, and I don't think Zack Snyder's ready to make films again after his son's thing. So what? He had the, the son died or was something. That's why he that quit sucks. Justice League. Oh, yeah. oh I didn't know that. That's yeah. sad. Yeah, I think maybe his son tried to kill himself. I don't know if he was it because of all the sun flares in his movie. That's J.J. Abrams, Ding Dong. Oh, is it? Oh, I thought it was Zack Snyder. You just burned the wrong person whose son almost died. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Uh, of course, there was the news that uh, a couple weeks ago that James Gunn wanted to maybe join the DCU. And I think it's just about ready to be complete that he's going to write and direct Suicide Squad 2. Good luck. Yay. Um, I don't so have excited. any. I don't have if any if he could take all those actors, he could take something to make that work. They better recast. That's all I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. What Did happened they get was, rid of Will Smith? I love Will Smith. Well, what happened <laughs> was they took a fun movie that has like two hours on the cutting room floor, and Will Smith gets final cut, so the story became all about him. What? So, yep. Yeah. Same thing happened with Will Edward Smith Norton's doesn't like movie. to share the spotlight. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't either. He's the Fresh Prince, man. I love Will Smith. <laughs> I mean, he's a great actor and everything. but He is. Nick he Cannon, is. he's hilarious. Nick Cannon's F the you, worst. Son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. Life piece breaking news. Years and years and years ago, writer-director Neil Blomkamp, who made, like, District... What's that? District 9 and Elysium. Um, he created... <gasps> yes. He created an alien sequel, wrote the script, developed... He, he got all the fires, like, pre-production. He was doing pre-production for it, and it heavily involved Sigourney. Um, and he had the internet going absolutely nerd bonerific. They were, like, jizzing in their jeans. And word on the street is, this week, Sigourney Weaver has said that she and James Cameron loved it so much that they want to make it. Oh, my gosh. Now, I don't know if you're aware of Ridley Scott's last two tries in in his own universe. Uh, they didn't really land too well with fans, so the Blomkamp version could very well be, like, readily received. And he's no. I still liked him. You liked uh, Prometheus and uh, Covenant? I don't know why. I just really liked everybody dying all the time in those. <laughs> I really, I just, I find it very satisfying when the, like the antagonist and the protagonist and everybody dies. And I just have a, a love affinity for two people. Fazbender, totally love him. Oh, hell yeah. And, well, and uh, what's her name? Um, a girl with a dragon tattoo. Right. Like, I give them a lot of leeway with it. No, that's not. And her. I feel, I feel like. Um, What's her name? What is her name? Um, I, I feel like Lizbeth Sanders. Yes, no. thank you. But that's her I feel like name. there's always going to be a letdown when you come back to something so cherished, just like the Star Wars movie. Now, personally, I, I can take the entertainment value of those movies, but I understand everywhere where they came from, criticizing it, and I feel like if my best description is. It was True Detective season two, <laughs> where they had the makings for something great, but they rushed too soon. I don't know. And I like True Detective season I, two. I just some it just felt rushed. A lot of it felt rushed. And well, I, now I we're talking about a different in storytelling style. You go from, um, what's his face? Uh, my, I was gonna just say something nice and smart, and now my brain stopped working. <laughs> Matt, help me out. The guy, the writer who wrote writes all the weird, dark. David Lynch. No, he's so uh, weird. Famous, like <laughs> Lock and Key. Lock and Key is based off of his work. Dean Koontz. No... Lock and Key, the comic. Yes. Oh, it's such a good comic. Uh, oh, comic. Um. Yeah, uh, my brain is gone. So, anyways, the storytelling style went from this type of storytelling that I can't remember the name of the person who's utterly famous for doing it um, and went to a neo-noir. So, I mean, they're just completely different styles, so I don't understand what the problem was because it was an excellent neo-noir, but it was not a good... Um, Aliens. Yeah. Anywho, I the, the most interesting thing that I found about Covenant is that it's not a very good sequel to Prometheus, except unless you watch the Gift Bearer edition of Prometheus. Hmm? So there's a fan Please in it called elaborate. Prometheus Gift Bearer, where there is all of the setup you need to understand data, David's motivations that is not in Prometheus at all, the, the <sighs> theatrical cut or the director's cut. But if you actually watch this Gift Bearer edition where they add... They take out 12 minutes and then add another 15 of all the stuff that 
influences why David does what he does, you're like, oh. And you realize that the chick who is inexplicably absent from Covenant, there's a reason. Because the story isn't even about her. It's all about David. Mm. Yes. Love it. So, yeah. So it was like the Dune remix. They just added the things that you needed to and got rid of the things that were terrible, but still left a bad. Except it wasn't 15 hours long. <laughs> hey, 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 Ron. Mm-hmm. And I will actually say How this. How do you feel about Geostorm? Huh? Okay. Geostorm. <laughs> Did you ever watch Geostorm? The, I've never the even writer. Uh, hold on. Breaking news. My brain started working again. Okay. Lovecraft. Uh uh, oh, Lovecraft, gotcha. uh, the first Wait, uh, seri- season of True Detective was Lovecraftian in its storytelling, yes. while the second was a neo noir. Anyways, there we go. Thank you. So, okay, wait. What's Geostorm? Help me out here. Was this something <laughs> we talked about the last time? No, no. So you talking about this? These horrible movies just reminded me of Adam, and he loves Geostorm. So I just. I hated it with a passion and fury it. that could burn a thousand suns, and he goes, "I liked it." So, I <laughs> I didn't know what to say. <laughs> At the time, I remember I, being so flabbergasted. Someone said they liked it. I that am movie. going to get it. I'm going to download Geostorm. I'm Maybe actually going to get do, it right now while we're we, sitting. We here. should watch Geostorm for the podcast. I think that could be a thing. Ugh. Oh God. That actually sounds wonderful. I realize I really do have a penchant for really bad movies. There was a. Uh, I, I came across DVDs when I, because I, I have no more physical discs of anything. I, I donated them all to Salvation Army. And there was one called The Darkest Night. Ooh. As in like the K N I G H T. Why the hell and not? My, my mom got it for me when I was sick. And we watched it together. And it was, it was like, uh, do you remember the Kenneth Sorbo Hercules show? Um, like Xena Warrior Prince. Yeah, Kevin Sorbo. You mean that guy right there? Zeno, yeah, do you remember how like that movie just looked like the type of graphics and that went with it? Yeah. That's yeah. what this movie was like. Oh. And it was really only released at like Myers and Walmart's like straight to DVD. <laughs> and nice. my mom and I spent probably 2 years before like eBay and things were really rocking to find the rest of these and traveling to different Walmarts and Targets <laughs> until we found the whole wow. trilogy so we could so we could watch it together. Like we really would go, "Hey, you want to go to Walmart and go search?" And we're like, "Hell yeah, I do." And I That's remember hilarious. Darkest Night 3 came out, like our our lives just exploded. And I, I actually turned it on to take a look at it. I'm like, oh, Jesus. It was like looking at <laughs> like your first, it was like looking at your prom pictures. You're like, oh, God, what did I do? It was so bad. Carter, it was you just. Remember me? I'm the president oh. of the United States. So it was about that quality? Yeah, okay. it felt bad. And it was, I, uh, it, it holds a special place in my heart, but this, oof, oof. Okay. Sounds bad. fantastic. So Geostorm it is. I, I'm looking forward to this. Don't. <laughs> or do. I'm do it. I'm too I, deep I'd now. love to hear your opinion. I'm, it's I'm not too deep fun. Now. It's not a fun bad movie. It's not like Olympus has fallen. Though, like, like the kindergarten teacher. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Probably there's fun not. bad movies. There, There's ones that have like this thing, like this indelible quality where you're like, you know what? I see what you did there. It's fine. And then there's <laughs> others that are like, I see that you didn't even try. I'm going to murder you. And <laughs> I don't know where that, where that fine line exactly rests because I'm sure it moves for me, the movie to movie, where I'm like, but I look at everybody who's in that freaking movie. I'm like, oh, they're all so talented. 
and then you watch them act in the movie and you go wait what <laughs> who directed <laughs> what's this? happening who said why did you do that to yourself who said cut we got it to that <laughs> like you've seen gerard butler and ed harris all act before right you've seen it you've seen it done well and you said that was okay and i don't understand i don't understand how they got from a to b it it in it i got angrier and angrier as the film went on and i was just like i don't Drugs. care anymore i don't care i just want to bash stuff with a hammer so i don't know <laughs> whoa the hate breaks boxing friends sorry 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 okay let's get into spitterman spitterman three. Oh boy oh wow. boy it totally makes sense so the connective tissue between our last movie and this was Topher Grace. Chris Topher Grace, yep. May God rest his soul. <clears throat> Playing the one of the bad guys. Eddie Brock Jr., as he says 400 times in the movie. Now, oh this my is, God, so many times. He had to reiterate that he, he was even, a junior. He even introduces himself to God like that. It's yep. me, Brock. Eddie, Eddie Brock, Brock Jr. Jr. Yeah, I... Uh, this is another one of those movies kind of like Geostorm where everybody in it is a solid actor. Sam Raimi is a more than competent director, yet they come up with this. And I know a lot of this is studio interference because Sam Raimi's original idea was not this. It was a single villain. I can't imagine it was. I it mean, was, how could it be? It was just one. I think it was the Vulture, and it was just going to be the one villain and perhaps dealing something with Harry. I don't know. But, I mean, everybody in here is dynamite, just not in this movie. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It's yeah. not fun. I mean, I will say that the digital effects held up better than I you, expected you know, them to. In There's a reason behind that, though. I feel like like when Spidey was cruising through the area, you know, through the city and all the uh, fight scenes and stuff like that, that was all done really well. I, I was. It holds up better than The Amazing Spider-Man, which is odd yeah. since The Amazing Spider-Man is newer. Right, by like a decade. So, We're talking I, about the one with the uh, goofy hair guy, right? Yeah. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. I got to say, when the movie cranked up and the score kicked in, it gave me like a feeling that, that I kind of forgot about. The first two Spider-Man movies done by Raimi were like beloved to me as pieces of like nerd cinema. They weren't, they weren't where Marvel is now, but they were better than right. like Fantastic Four and Batman and Robin. They were like right. The, this was before Iron Man. Right. And this, these are these are the bridge piece to going. Okay, we can actually do some good filmmaking and make a, a movie about a a little boy you know, who's, who's like who has these issues. He wasn't like your normal protagonist where he was a knight in shining armor. He had flaws. He had emotions, you know, he watched his uncle die, he had all these things going on. And, you know, that wasn't amazing filmmaking. There, no. Sam Raimi is a, a chop shop horror director, and they, he got to do some of that stuff in each of the things where, like, there's little horror shots, which are just I mean, like, lovely. everything with Carnage was awesome. You mean Venom? Venom, yeah. Sorry, well, a typical, if you want to know, Carnage like... Carnage was that video game that we had right. when I was a kid. So, like perfect example of a Sam Raimi setup and shot is in, in Spider-Man 3 when uh, he's fighting with Sandman down in the subway tunnel and he's he's yanking Spider-Man is yanking on the water valve thingy mm-hmm. and, and the things are popping off and you see that zoom in and out really quick on Sandman's face. Yeah. Those I are Raimi shots. And I love that type of stuff and I love that he gets to do that. But I mean I could have lived without that for sure but 
I got. They did say, a though, lot of close-ups of Sandman's face. Yes, they did. And you know, I, I was impressed mostly with, as you had said, the uh, how the special effects held up. But what I read on, um, and I got really intrigued by this, is that the amount of special effects they used aren't as much as they are even in the movies they are today. Number one, oh, they no. weren't developed. But they used a lot of the full body of the actor or stuntman and then superimposed them right. into the location. So when you're seeing his body or you're seeing James Franco ride the right. hovercraft, he was really on a surfboard. They do and the I thought same that thing was a with, really good thing that they did. They do the same thing with Tom Holland, um, except they don't they don't superimpose him. All of the actions done by Spider-Man in the Spider-Man Homecoming and in, uh, as far as I know, Avengers Infinity War were Tom Holland. He mocaps them. So there's nothing yeah. unnatural about his movement because it's him. And that's what I think kept this movie very solid is that it held so well because you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I it, like that. there was nothing that, that part pulled of it held me up well. out. <laughs> no, nothing. That you know, that's a really good statement. There's nothing that pulled me out. Really, his hip thrusting in his black suit didn't pull. No, you I, out? no. I just, I mean, in the actions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Out of my mind. <laughs> Hold on. The hip, the hip thrusting wasn't too bad. All right. It was. He's terrible. not a good dancer, it guys. The worst the part, worst. though. The worst part, you can't. It's not even the hip thrusting. It's right in the beginning where he's just making gun movements with his hand like he's a cowboy. Oh, right, the finger guns. I'm like, oh, the finger guns. The finger guns for three blocks. Yeah, that was, oh. that was awesome. And the girls are but all you looking know, at him. I actually dance like that. When I'm wearing headphones and I go to the grocery store, I, I straight up dance in the grocery store. Someone saw me do a spin move and my phone came out of my damn pocket and went flying across the <laughs> well, floor. Well, you may not be a superhero, but you're my hero. <laughs> yeah, do, you, it was, do you finger gun at all the people? After I watched the movie, when I went and got some milk this morning, you can bet your damn ass I did a little gun. Woo! Pow, pow, baby. How you doing? You're the 54, but you got an ass that won't quit. You walk up to the ladies at the at the you know the check-in place for a restaurant, and be like, "Give me some shade," <laughs> right? <laughs> like that's a thing. Well, I, I really thing. I believe the whole scene for our uh, Anchorman, the jazz flute, was inspired by to- uh, by Tobey Maguire. I'm sorry, I'm the pretty what? Damn sure that whole scene was inspired by that. The Maybe. what? The jazz flute. No, no, scene. the what? When he. The what? It's the Yaz flute. (laughs) 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 Good old Fred Armisen. Eat the poop. (sighs) You eat the poop. Anyways, I love the Yaz flute. You know that, you know, side note, Terry Crews can actually play the jazz flute. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Of course he can, right? He's not just Terry Crews, but he paints picturesque paintings. Play the jazz flute. Probably can do other million things. He plays it through his nipple. Oh, of course, as he's uh, peck bouncing it. It flexes. Just with his boobs. All right. Yep. I buy that. I like boobies. I got to say, though, too, like... The thing that really upset me was uh, when Tobey Maguire's hair was, like, over his face. And he oh, did he went evil. Oh, my like, God. Like, he playing hair flip. Spider-Man. Get him out of there. He looked like he was from, like, Death Cab for Cutie or something. Like, yeah, he, was he was ready to roll. He was trying out for My Chemical Romance. Oh, right. there we go. Yes. I'm it so was so rough. He's like, when I was a young boy, my father <laughs> took me into the city. Yeah, anyways. But we got to give it props for continuity for three movies. Not Didn't really. replace Mary Jane. Because they held they're... on to everybody for three movies. Most of this so movie surprised. does not feel like it connects, though, which is, I think, the biggest issue. 
it starts off and it does not even feel like it matches up with the other two movies. It starts off no, very a- like WB teen drama instead of like this nuanced movie about a hard luck kid who has like these superpowers. Right. And it because he's a dickhead. He spends he's a, most he's of his strike. Most well, of this movie. You, how is are you going to handle celebrity? You get nobody to tell about it. You're a nerd who finally comes to all sure, these powers. But nuance. Like he's trying. It. Nuance it. Make him likable. He's such a worthless prick. Even before he gets the symbiote, that it's like, well, I guess this is our protagonist. Right. That's the point of it, though, is to make him like. No, but he fi- the, the power it. got to his head. You had to, guess you have to measure. You have to measure that with like humility at some point, or at least like him regretting it and him struggling with it. He seems to be he just okay did. with the fact that he's a dick. He's like, well, I guess Mary J just doesn't understand me now. Deuces. I'm gonna go just to the blonde right? lady with the big rack. Here we right. go. I mean, it was like I felt the same way about Doctor Strange the first time I watched it. Was you know he was just super douchey and full of himself and blah blah blah, and I hated it. But they did something in that movie that they did not do in this movie, and that was humble you know, make him right, make him likable. Yeah. By mid movie, you know, by the mid middle of the movie, it was like, oh, okay, he's trying. I get he it. Pimp slaps but his this girlfriend entire in this movie, movie, it was like never, the last five minutes. He never apologizes to her. No, no, not once. And she just takes his hand, and they go off into the sunset together, and that bothers me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, he was not there for her. She was having a really rough time. And all he kept saying is, yeah, well, I'm a celebrity. And I can tell you it's not as exciting as you think it'd be. (laughs) But there are moments in this movie that are like, this is the Sam Sam Raimi wrote this. This was not studio interference. And like the scene where he, where Peter goes to tell Aunt May he's going to propose. That is all connective tissue to that first movie. You know, I really like her making the tea. And I thought that was probably the most natural thing she probably ever could do. I bet she makes tea in her normal life because how she did that talking, she never broke eye contact with Peter. Oh, yeah. She's she poured lady. those cups while she was like staring no, no, at him. I should like, say never. She was an old lady. Rest in peace, lady. Yeah, she was pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. There, there is something that I have to bring up that I rewound three times. Okay. And I could not <laughs> stop laughing so hard when Sandman straight up murks that dog. I was like, did you guys really do that? Because he punches that German Shepherd so hard. And it's like, Arr! and I was like, wait a second. They would, they did too much of that. And they went back. And yeah, he, I slow-moed it. He punches that dog. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, he punched man. the dog. He, you know, well, he's got to be unlikable right from the beginning. But then he gets redeemed and floats away in the sky. Yeah. Well, do he, really, he got created the same way that all the Avengers died. <laughs> right like, i was like oh my god thanos is here <laughs> in reverse he did the reverse thing though yeah what was up with the like tests well hello speaky door <laughs> sorry about that that's no, okay uh who the hell knows they don't have to explain the science in these movies like, oh yeah well sometimes birds get in there right. okay. they fly out no we're just deal. gonna magnetize some age around it or something gee bucks yeah no just a, it's right next to the prison though just in case this happens yeah yeah no big deal i mean so after aunt may i found the hard cut into fighting and actually killing he kills harry i found it to be just too sharp <laughs> And yeah. It, it was not at all blended well into the story. And all of a sudden, oh, they're just fighting to the death, I guess. 
And then, oh, he's got a head injury, and let's be friends again. Yeah. And then Sandman, and then they're, and they've got the romance side romances thing, and Eddie Brock trying to steal his job. It, there's just too much going on there's in this movie. Much. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's Eddie Brock Jr. Oh, right. Do not misinterpret his name. I am so sorry. <laughs> Eddie Brock's his father. He'd be so disappointed with his son. <laughs> Eddie Brock is my father. You can call me Eddie Brock Jr. <laughs> but I mean, we've got. We've got Bryce Dallas Howard, Toby Maguire, the old lady who plays Aunt May, who's fantastic, James Franco, Jim Cromwell's in this movie, Topher Grace. Jim Cromwell, Cromwell's great. And none of them are acting well. No. <laughs> I can't stand it. It's like watching Titanic. I cannot stand that movie because these are all Oscar caliber actors acting like they're on a soap opera, and it makes me want to murder someone. Now, I, I mean, have a question. Oops, sorry, Angela. You I, was, first. I was just going to say, I, I feel like that's got to be on purpose, right? Like they were going for a soap it opera has to feel be, or something. But they're not this bad in the other movies. No. The only thing I can uh, say Spider Man 2. They're not that bad, though. I mean, uh, what's his face? Has some moments. Um, James Franco's pretty bad in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, but he's... And I hate Kirsten Dunst. She, I call her Kirsten because she's terrible. She's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, she got to kiss Brad Pitt when she was her. a young child. So there is that. <clears throat> um, I've always. I will say her. one thing. One good thing came out of this movie, and it reminded me that Bruce Campbell is the best. Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who that is. He's the French. Uh, Oh, the waiter guy, the major D. Yeah. That, yes. that is actually what my next note was going to be, is that it was atrocious watching Peter lose MJ at dinner. That, that was tough, yeah. That was like pulling teeth. I couldn't yeah. even believe. I was like, oh, God, it hurts. He's so my irredeemable at that point, that though. Was... What? He's so irredeemable at that point, though. He's just like, yep, you just don't understand. I have this going on. I don't really care what's going on with you. It's just like. Punch him right in the sack, Mary Jane, please. Right? <laughs> please. Oh, he's down. Speed bag it. Ugh. It was bad. It was. That That was a bad thing for me. Yeah, and you had to know that whole Bryce Dallas Howard thing was going to come back and bite him. Oh, for sure. Oh, I it's mean... not just some rando you kissed? It's actually someone you see all the time? Oh, yeah, this is going to be okay. Kissed him or kissed in the same fashion that you kissed me for the first time? Right. Ugh. He got a little outlandish. I, to me, though, movie's corny. Movie was not put together the way it should have been for the obvious reasons that we've already discussed. But mm-hmm. one thing I enjoyed. Two th- actually, I'm going to do two things. Number one, you guys, you saw this movie on big screen, didn't you? Oh, for sure. And it no, it was fun. I remember driving to go see this movie, and we went with eight people, and we both got pulled over. <laughs> and I, I was driving quite fast toward Marine City, going the old, the back road, taking Indian, Indian River Road. I just love that road out there. They mm-hmm. have a tractor sign. It's one of the only roads <laughs> out there. We get pulled over, and I, I have two bongs underneath my seats. I don't know why I still had those in the car, but I had a, people from church with me in the car. <laughs> he had two I'm bongs like, under a seat, Everybody ladies. be quiet, because I have two bongs in the car. I'm like, why are you telling me this? People are freaking out. We tell them, <laughs> we tell them we're going to see Star. Uh, we're going to see Spider Man, and the cops like, you know what? Just get on out of here. Go watch your movie, young kids. Awesome. And we left so excited. Like when he became Venom, we were excited. So there is at least I remember seeing it then because that movie, in comparison to any other 
superhero movie out at that time was just night and day. That was absolutely it was fantastic. You know, but as bad as it was, it was still better than Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. There, yeah, for sure. That's not a really high bar at that point. But no, I but really like not... the limited use of technology. Now we can say yeah. how they became each of them and so forth, or like Harry, but like to see them going through New York and not using cell phones or not having a, a crappy yeah. sidekick. Oh like my gosh, Spider-Man his didn't have his. A sidekick. His payphone out in the hallway was his only phone. Right. Yeah, and I I liked that. I liked the like it really did make Spider Man still look like the poor kid down on his luck. They still did some good things with that, but like, can you imagine, um, the new Spider Man? No cell phone. He had no no partners in crime. Nobody really knew who he was other than Mary Jane. Freaking Peter let his identity go to like four people within the first movie, and he kept it together through one and a half movies. And I think that's something that's a lot closer to who Spider-Man is in the first place, is he really, truly values his identity. And I think they did a good job with it. Right. And where it went downhill for him is as soon as he told Mary Jane. He should have never told Mary Jane, because if he just was in a, a guy that was kind of aloof and running off, it w- I think would have led to a better movie three, is if instead Mary Jane, like if their arguments and problems were more centered around his aloofness, that could have created a little bit better than him being just a turd nugget who wants to do his hair like My Chemical Romance. Right. Yeah, but it became a plot point, I believe, in the second movie, right, where he tells him where Mary Jane finds out when he saves yeah. her life. He's like, hey, MJ, and he's not wearing his mask. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is really heavy because he's holding the wall, right? Yeah. Yeah, but if my memory serves me correctly. But like you said, this was a movie that got my dander up. I was... Me and Shannon, my my lovely wife, this is the type of movie we get like super excited and have to go see. Like we're like, oh, we gotta go see Spider Man three. And I remember we were like, let's go see Spider Man three. And we came out like going, you know what? I think that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough Spider Man for a decade. I think that's I'm enough Spider Man. But know we what? still hold the Spider Man movies to the candle of the original Spider Man trilogy, heavily to Spider Man one. But that is what we hold it against still, right? Because there is it rightfully so the nostalgia of it but that's what I mean, holds up the, the the test of time like watching i just watched the whole harry potter series and i watched one and two thinking it was going to be oh. terrible and i was like wow this movie held up they don't 15 like <laughs> it did they do, they do in, order, in a lot of ways like, the but... amount of child abuse that went on for harry potter sure. back in the day that's what that's how i felt with this movie it held on to some of there's right those harry potter movies those first two ones christopher columbus does everything he can to ruin them with all his christopher columbusy things but they still kind of work because i think the source material is so good it's (laughs) the source and it's also like super in the first couple of movies it's super like kid centric you know It's, it's very childish that's how the books were too i mean they're right right that's what i'm saying so the the movies, Christopher Columbus's style for the first two kind of work. It kind of works, source material his, is his filmmaking <clears throat> style just doesn't fit movies I like to watch. <laughs> right. That, fair point. But that's what I, I felt with this one. Right. Yeah. It, when it came out, it still holds at least, I'd say, half of the rating I gave it back in the day, which was it was I would fun. I so. But, yeah. I mean... The plot gets really convoluted and messy and dumb, and our protagonist is like utterly unlikable. Then once he becomes like he gets the symbiote, he becomes like a mega turd. Uh, he gets not one but two dance scenes, which is nice. Um, yeah, hits his special. girlfriend in the face. 
then there's all these convenience things like I mean to be fair though you don't break up you don't attempt to break up a fight without expecting to get hit in the face it's not very heroic Um, it's not I'm just saying I I would never try to break up a fight I mean just because Sean Connery slaps his women doesn't mean Tobey Maguire gets to (laughs) you know I just it the butler of exposition was it's just Oh, the butler. Oh, yeah. The butler. I think the butler is the only person I cared about in this movie. Uh, I swear that guy's name was supposed to be Bernard, but they were like, Bernard? Bernard? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, it's all too convenient. There's like too many conveniences. Uh, oh. Topher's Eddie Brock is absolutely trash. I'm sorry. I oh, like Topher Grace. Horrible. I like movies he's in. I think he's actually a good actor, just not in this movie. No, I mean no. N- nobody's a good actor in this movie. Uh, I believe that uh, Aunt May and um, Bruce Campbell are both great. <laughs> and Topher, yeah, that's whoa, whoa, true. Wait, hold on, hold on. The the editor, he's, he's oh, he plays oh, it well. J.K. Simmons, he's Come the on. best. He is, especially with the pill scene. Oh my yeah. god, lots of water. <laughs> Oh, the whole desk shaking thing. And who was his uh, secretary, though? Because she's an actress. Oh, now. Elizabeth she's Banks. Elizabeth yeah, Banks. Yeah, she's killing it now. Yep. Ish. She's doing good. Yeah. Hunger Games. And she hit that buzzer really well. Whatnot. Pitch Perfect is all hers. Yeah. As well. But, you know, Thomas Hayden Church is a good actor. Bryce Dallas Howard. Rosemary They're Harris is May Parker. Yeah, May I mean, Parker is the best. Jim Cromwell, he's fantastic. And. Almost everything except this movie. Yeah. Well, you know, he's been in some stinkers. He does that. Well, we did the watch one thing that you can Deep measure Impact. a movie's success by is how many memes are created by it this year. And that is like a never ending. You can pull from this movie forever. Finger oh, just, guns. You can yeah. pull from the scene. Like His the jazz. Face. Oh, there's just so much to grab from. But I actually feel the worst, worst part of this movie. And I thought it was the finger guns. And I actually, my note says right here uh worst part of the movie finger points to begin his jazz walk not even the jazz walk is worse dot 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 and then i wrote an hour later nope it's his weird ripped mask that looks like a weird yeah. pair of underwear that's 10 years too old <laughs> right. yeah and it was like i was like oh come on you're that's how i pretended i was spider-man back in the day that's <laughs> you know that hurt me man you it was so gross it, it looked <laughs> Now Jim- I'm just imagining you run around with like the one hole in the middle. Of it. I'm like, I'm one-eyed Willie man. Here I'm we go. I'm Spider Man. I'm Spider Underwear Man. I mean, Joe. Joe used to do that to be Superman. Sure. Oh Jesus, this hurts me. I was an underwear ninja. Yeah. Now, to me, the very worst part in this movie, it really is up there with the worst parts in <laughs> any movie, and that is the Butler of Exposition. I cannot stand. And that was. God awful. I who is the stand. butler of exposition? The Please butler who comes in after after Spider Man's like, Hey, we should go take these guys out together. I can't do it alone and Harry's like, Get out my house, bro. And then oh, the butler's yeah, like, You know man. what? I've seen a lot of stuff in this house and I definitely have to tell you that your father definitely died by himself. Uh and uh you should probably go help Spider Man now. It's just Why? It was Hold on, is there bad. other bu- butlers of exposition? Uh I I mean that's the movie clue. Alfred. <laughs> If you've never seen the movie Clue with Tim Curry, that's he. That's how he spends most <laughs> that's of the, the movie. entire movie. Oh, I just being know a butler that. of Sorry. exposition, but no, never like this. Uh, not that I've seen, anyways. This this was um, remarkably off-putting. 
Could but, you imagine if they put inner monologue in this movie? Oh my god. Oh my But the moment the moment that he was like, I loved your father and I love you and go do the right thing, basically. I was like, Aw, Butler. You knew what you You've been to surrounded do. by no, terrible no, 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 no. people your whole life. You have to take a step back a second because they actually try to give you religious imagery here because he's about to go sacrifice himself. Right. Because he says, I have, I loved your father just as I have loved you. He says it in a very right. Catholic sort of way to help prepare you for the sacrifice James Jesus is about to go make for Toby McGuire. <laughs> oh, I thought it was because well, he molested sure. him. I've loved you for these years. <laughs> just as Those nights when you couldn't sleep and your father left you. going to... Just like, old, uh, I'm just like a technique. priest in that manner. Yep. Oh. That's why his hair was parted down the middle. Yeah. Oh, kid, so. God. That is just awful. I will say the Venom fight, that was a lot of fun. It was all right. It, the ending of it was fun. And I, the only thing that bothered me, because I know like things are off, but like where I got irritated, and I was like, this is stupid. Why didn't they give Spider-Man, when he was wearing the symbiote, symbiote the cool venom face and when eddie brock gets it his mouth his face just opens magically in half i'm like what this is bullcrap because it enhances who you are oh <laughs> so because eddie brock might be kind pictures. of a dick but he's not well evil. he his the symbiote became a spider-man suit so he's just right. a an aggressive version of himself whereas eddie brock's like an empty vessel there's nothing about him he's vapid um, Venom really takes over the symbiote. I gotcha. The symbiote's in right. control. Thank you. I'm but guessing that's what they're going for, it, or I just could be uh, attributing, you know, stuff that doesn't exist. <laughs> Either way, Eddie I Brock, mean, Eddie, Eddie was Brock. super digging it. So. It's Eddie Brock Jr. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Eddie Brock Jr. <laughs> Eddie was Brock Jr. super digging it. He was all about the suit. I mean, <clears throat> and being used. I'm still waiting for. Venom. Cletus Cassidy to show up in one of these movies. I mean, who is Cletus Cassidy? Carnage. Oh, it's what happens when the symbiote lands on an absolute psychopath serial killer. Ah, it's on stuff. Mm -hmm. And the symbiote, as I was reading some fun facts about Venom, cannot actually die. It would have to choose when it wants to die. It just gives up. Mm -hmm. It's unkillable. Yeah, and you know, uh, it it's just not well represented in the movie. Um, no. I do, I you know, just from what I've seen of the new Venom movie with Tom Hardy, the voice fits more of what I would expect instead of just Topher Grace's voice, where he does like a little bit of a I Christian mean, Bale Batman Tof- thing. Topher Grace's voice was gravelly, kind of. Yeah, he did a he did a little Christian Bale, but I mean, he it did. was. It wasn't quite, where's the trigger? But it, it, was, it was almost there. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm enjoying the memes. I don't even know if I want to see the movie Venom yet, because at least it doesn't have a high bar, because there is really no other Venom movie other than this, and it's not a Venom movie. No. Is the memes of how funny the symbiote is, this because isn't so even many a of the movie. real critics hated Venom, but all the people are like, this guy's hilarious. This like, isn't even a Spider-Man movie, really guys. Enjoy. This is a movie about a long-suffering Mary Jane who has to put up with this guy's bullcrap for freaking six years. Right. She's she's a real hero of this movie. <laughs> My spider sense is tingling, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Down there. His spider sense <laughs> sucks. That was actually one of my notes again. 
is like right in the beginning and bad stuff is occurring. It takes him like 10 seconds to realize that Tom Hardy's on a school, not Tom Hardy. Who's the new Spider-Man? Tom Holland. Tom, Tom Holland, Holland is on a school bus and a spaceship's coming in the air and his arms tingling. Freaking Tobey Maguire's play... watching somebody die and he's like, mm, this could so be bad. <laughs> they play Spider-Sense so much differently in the Tom Holland Spider-Verse. Um, in this in this series, they actually talk about how it's almost like precognition. Yes. That's how fast his reflexes are. He sees at a speed like Superman or The Flash where everything slows down. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Because in the first movie, he's about to get punched in the face by a young Joe Manginello. <laughs> played Flash Thompson. He said that he's in this movie, but I didn't see him. He Is was he? in the background at, at the funeral, at oh. Harry's funeral. Okay. When he was still they... doing small parts on How I Met Your Mother before he became mm-hmm. Big Dick Richie. Oh my gosh, I love Joe Manganiello. He's Do you know nice. Tobey Maguire actually caught all of those items on that tray? No way. That is actually, there was no CGI used in that. None at all. They, they, all they did was put it in fast forward. They dropped what them they very did slow. Is they put a sticky substance on it and they were dropping it. And it took them, I think, a hundred takes to get it right. Like it was hours upon hours upon hours. And the director refused to use CGI for that scene. And uh, what is her name? Lurston Dunst? What's her name now that you gave her? Clearston Schmunt. Clearston. Clearston Dunst. She she actually has come out and admitted the same thing. She's like, yeah, it was the longest day, and he really did all of that catching, and it was awesome. Just another another idea of that awesome CGI (laughs) using it in the right way. Yeah. He, he I mean, I'm all for practical effects for sure, and there was there was a lot of practical effects in this movie. Well, he's the guy who made Evil Dead. You know, he's not going. He's not going to rely on CGI. He wants to do stuff gritty, and he, you know, the only thing he loves more than getting stuff in camera is covering Bruce Campbell in fake blood. Right. <laughs> it feels good. Nothing makes him happier because Bruce Campbell hates it. <laughs> mm. It's awesome. Poor Bruce. I mean, that's probably 90% of the reason why he made the Ash vs. Evil Dead series. <laughs> Just, Just to so put could... Bruce Campbell yep. in fake blood because he hates it? Yep. Absolutely. Bruce, what you doing today? Uh, nothing. I was I was wondering, could you act in a movie? Is there any blood in it? No. No, man. No. I wouldn't do that to you. Bruce Campbell shows up. Get the blood. <laughs> Damn it. You yeah. Got me. I mean, he, he pulled a going, sneaky on him. He, en- he ends up getting <laughs> sucked into a demon's butthole on that show. So, I mean... <laughs> Yikes. Nice. <laughs> it's horrible <Same> in here. <laughs> <laughs> the guy from South Park? Dude, that no. was such a oh, deep cut. That was such a deep cut, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's Orlando Jones from Evolution. <laughs> oh my gosh, right. When he gets sucked oh into gosh. the alien's butthole. <laughs> Big alien ass. That movie is fantastic. When they shoot head and what shoulders movie? in its butt. Evolution. Evolution. Oh, with uh, Mulder. Uh, not, yeah, with Mulder. Yeah, yeah with Mulder. Uh, and the Moore. Seven Up guy. And uh, Orlando David Jones. Arquette. Sean William Scott. Oh, yeah, Sean William Scott. Have you guys ever seen the wrestling movie with David Arquette? No. No. Oh, we got a movie, guys. You're going to be so happy. It's so awful and hilarious. Awesome. Oh boy! So, in the end, final thoughts, Matt. Oh boy, I I didn't like it as much as anybody here. Um, <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't think the special effects really held up as well as you guys are saying. Uh, 
I think like half the movie was cheesy and the other half was cringy. <laughs> I think I think Joe's right. The only the only performances were uh, May, uh, James Cromwell, and the editor in chief dude. So there there's a couple scenes I thought were like that held up really well when he's asking Aunt May about proposing when they find out that when Peter finds out that uh somebody else killed Uncle Ben, I thought his performance there was really good. Um that's probably it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't like any of them. I think they all sucked. Uh a lot of it uh a lot of the exposition, like especially the butler, is just terrible. Like, why didn't he come to him and tell him that sooner? Well, you know, right. it's just horrible. Uh, yeah, rate it three. Ooh, all right, a a Ron. I enjoy the movie just for pure nostalgia, and I will hold this uh, against Tom Holland's, but I feel like Tom Holland's Spider-Man, we finally have something that has actually surpassed uh, Tobey Maguire's foray into superheroes. Oh, yeah. But um, I'm going to give it But it's not a fair. Five. I'm going to give it a five, and I would go lower, but I'm only giving it a five because of Spider-Man 1 and how much I loved it. Okay. <laughs> Comparing Tobey Maguire to Tom Holland isn't fair for a lot of reasons. Of course. Right. I One, mean, superhero movies now are just completely different. I mean, yes. just, but Tom just Holland, a... he embodied the Spider-Man the same way. I believe that, uh, Tobey Maguire did like really tried it. And he loved seeing him on the talk shows the way he does it. And I feel like Tobey Maguire did a good job with that when it was his turn as well. Tom Holland's a little bit younger than Tobey Maguire was. And Tom Holland is a gymnast. So, I mean, right. What? Really? Yes. Yeah. He yeah. does all those flips. Was That's he even him. an actor? He learned uh, how to be a gymnast, and he does ballet because he's in Billy Elliot. Oh, my Lord. Yep. So, I mean, he's just a renaissance man at 21 years old. That's all. Anyways, go and ahead. And perfect for Spider-Man. Yep, absolutely perfect. You can watch video of him just doing flips and stuff. I mean, he just can do that. It's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing for the rest of the night. No CGI needed. <laughs> all right, Angela. I'm going to rate this a four. Um, it held up better than I expected it to, but I did not expect it to hold up well at all. Um, I liked the camera work with, you know, when Spider-Man was, was thwacking his way through the city. And <laughs> Whacking off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, some of the... Some... The acting was garbage for the most part. Um, you know, the the plot was ridiculous. I did not necessarily want to watch a Spider-Man movie where I was not rooting for Spider-Man most right. of the time. Um, they but did yeah, not for, play it right. Right. But for, you know, Aunt May... Aunt May and, you know, just him flying through the city alone, I'll, I'll give it a four. Okay. So I think there's... Have there's, you there's, rate it, Joe? There's a lot wrong with this movie. It does have some fun and interesting strokes put in there, but most of them are swing and misses. Um, I think it's a pretty sad ending to the trilogy that Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire uh, created, and it's this awesome bridge to these awesome movies we have now, and... I think they're just better than this. And I think the talent involved in this movie with as high as it was, it just needed to be like more, but 
not more necessarily because this piece of crap is over two hours long. Maybe less is more sometimes. I don't yeah. know. It just the nuance wasn't there. They did not play the tone right of this movie because this is also supposed to be family friendly, and you're watching this guy be an irredeemable piece of shit for two and two hours twelve minutes, and it it's really really hard to stomach. So. And he never apologizes. She just takes his hand anyways. It's like, all right. You he know. never redeems himself in any way. No. He really no. didn't. He Except did. when James Franco's dying, he's like, oh, I guess I'm sorry. He cried hard. I mean, and I mean, seriously, like, he's Spider-Man. Why didn't he just wrap him up in a cocoon and thwack his way to the nearest hospital? I'm sure there was one, like, three thwacks away. I, I How do we start thwacking? thwack in our daily life? Hey, but Kaylin, you want to go thwack? It's Wait, what? Whip. Play tennis, I mean, right? It's not thwack. I mean, that's the noise. That's the noise that he makes. No, thwip. Shoot, no? Thwip? Okay, sorry. I just think you like the term thwack and off. It's not Cool whip. Cool whip. (laughs) Now say cool. Now say whip. Now say whip. Whip. Now say cool whip. Cool whip. What? (laughs) Why am I saying what, what way? If you want to go hot rod. (laughs) I can't breathe. (laughs) Oh, anyways. I give this a one out of ten. I don't have any any enduring love from the first two movies to bump this up at all. Um, this is an absolute pie in the face to everything that they did before. I feel re- I feel really bad for Sam Raimi because he had something much different in mind, and the studio's like, "Well, bend over. I'm not even going to use lube," and this is just how he had to do it. Yikes! And when Sony says, "You know, we'll just get somebody else to do it our way," and he wanted to at least be the guy in charge. To like do something with some of the work he did, you know, this is what you get. It's sad. So yeah, absolutely. Studios are ridiculous. It's a good thing that Marvel just makes money because Disney just is like, you no, know, do whatever you want. Right. Disney don't. You're give printing money. Kevin Feige is like the money. They don't even know exactly where they're going. Like when they hand the Russo brothers Captain America Winter Soldier, they're like, we'll see where you end up. You know. Right. <laughs> and they're like. They know that they have broad strokes, but they didn't know that they were going to do that. And then everything else and has to. Uh, it was with that. so good, though. Yep. So, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier is a crown jewel in my Marvel crown, I guess. I, I do like Absolutely. that movie quite a bit. Yeah. It was very good. Infinity War's up there, though, boys. I love it. Oh, I love Infinity War. I Mr. cannot Stark. wait till May. Mr. Stark, and I don't want to go. Would you guys like a fun fact about Infinity War from me? Well, mm, sure. Interesting. So I did not know a lot of people in my old subdivision and there was a family I kept on meeting when I took my kids for walks Mm -hmm. and I caught him grilling one day and I was like, man, we should go see infinity war. I don't even, I do not know him well at all. And he's like, all right, let's do this. So we planned it with a a man I've never met to go on a date. That's what I'm going to call it. (laughs) It was pretty hilarious. Just so we, we waited until like, we went to like a nine 30 showing. So the kids were in bed. And I'll, he's like, what do I bring? I was like, I'll get the tickets. You get like a pint so we can drink inside there. You know, you pour it in your, your Coke and we'll go. And Ooh, so we got I'm you like, drunk Great. too? Oh, yeah. So Let's it was wonderful. It so we show up. I show up and he drives me to the movie theater and he's like, well, here's the pint. And pulls out the fifth, of, the pint of Jack. I'm like, Great. And as I'm pouring like half into my cup, you know, share it with the guy next to me. He's like. Oh no! I brought my own pint. (laughs) (laughs) So like, my heart started beating fast. I'm like, huh? And he's like, yeah, I poured my whole thing into the the Pepsi. That's what you said you're doing, right? I'm like, well, let her. uh, Yep. Guess so. This this is where we're going, I guess. (laughs) 
And he's Here, like, take I this a, roof I and all. A, a, a flask of tequila if you want to shop first. I'm like, oh, all right. I guess this is, this is. I'm like, holy shit. I'm going to tell you right now. I had. No, I don't even remember the characters disappearing. Like, I got to the end of that movie and I was just blasted. so blasted. And I'm, I'm, everybody's like freaking. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And no, I had nothing. I had to call a friend of mine the, the, the next day. I'm like, You're totally I need, I need a full my brain recap of what happened here. And I'm like, Spider Man died? He's like, yeah, you serious? I'm like, what? So well, when I rewatched the movie die. six months later, I really wish they killed a lot more people in Infinity War. But I, it, yeah, great movie the second time around, too. I'll tell you that much. That, that last 20 <laughs> minutes bet. was a doozy. I bet. I think a the real doozy. question here is did you put out? Uh, he only in one way with Taco Bell knowledge, and I made a really crazy drunken burrito because he took us. We we went to Taco Bell, and I I made my order, and it was it was it was atrocious. It was interesting. Yeah, we haven't seen each other since. I just called him for the first time in six months, and we're gonna go see Venom together. So I'm looking. I will, I will let you know how this goes. If he shows oh up God. in just a towel, I'm at the edge of my seat. <laughs> if he answers the door in just a towel, just go back home. I'm going with. I mean, if oh, okay. he's getting shit. I mean, if he's got two kitchen chairs, you're all right. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. Chairs. Even my wife, she's like, that guy, he is one of your more handsome friends. I'm like, I know. Oh, boy. So, yeah, guys. Oh, my gosh. Would, should they watch Spider-Man 3? Nah. No. Watch a better Marvel movie. Like, <laughs> any of them. Matt, you're so distraught. You're like, Ugh. Iron Man. No. Watch two fans fighting over a hot dog. Yeah, don't don't watch it. Yeah, it just listen to this podcast about us. it. It's fun for us because we've been through the pain, so us seeing it one more time wasn't the end of the world. But don't 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 subject yourself. <sighs> like five months until Captain Marvel, you can hold out. It's That's fun. right. Yeah, yep. Punching That's dogs right. and punching old ladies. It's gonna go. And there's great. a there's a ton of great movies you can watch between Hither and Yon, like uh, the wind that shakes the barley. Yeah, the wind that shakes the barley. Go watch Miami Connection. You will not be disappointed. In fact, I'm going to make everyone watch Miami Connection in a couple of weeks because I can't wait. <laughs> it's not just a bad movie; it's so gloriously bad. You're going to fight having a boner the entire time. Oof. Ooh! Are we all going to have moaners? It it's beyond mm-hmm. moaner. It's like you will fall so deeply in love with the wrong guy. <laughs> it's like it's like that. It's like, ooh, you're bad for me. I can't oh, I've been doing that all my life. You know? It's just like <laughs> my mama's gonna hate you. So there's a scene so in that the movie means I love you. in a film, okay, where a guy does like this little soliloquy and they shine a spotlight on him. Oh my gosh. I'm not kidding. It's just okay, we'll get there. But next okay. week, before we do Miami Connection, we have to complete our Kevin Bacon uh trip of doom. We're gonna do that by watching a movie. Shannon's never seen, and I'm happy I get I've to never show seen. it to Please her. tell me it's the River Wild. No, no. it's planes, trains, and automobiles. <gasps> yes! Finally, guys, we get to watch a good movie. It's, I'm uh, so excited. I am so happy about this. It, it's been a long time since we've watched a good movie for this uh, this show that I don't, I don't... Wow, I just may ship my pants. Exactly, I, I may ship my pants as well. So, hoi... I'm excited, guys. I'm excited. I've never seen this movie, 
and I've only become like super aware of it in the last couple of years. Um, and I've been wanting to watch it. I just haven't gotten around to it. So I'm super excited to be forced to have a reason to, or to have a reason to be forced to watch it. So I remember liking it a lot. Now I probably haven't seen it since the nineties. Um, but I remember it being John Candy and Steve Martin firing on like all cylinders. Oh, they're amazing. So they're, they're back. Their chemistry was super good. As far as I remember, like you felt that they just had this thing going on between them. I don't know. We'll have to watch it and, and find out. Shannon's probably going to hate it. So that'll be fun. Bartholi. So yeah. Why would she hate it? She's like that. She hates everything that's good. She didn't mm. like the three amigos the first time. And it took me probably a month of going, over here, over here, <laughs> to, for her Look to realize that, that that was funny. And she goes, fine, we'll watch it again. And then we watched it again, and she laughed. She's like, why is that Bush singing? I don't get it. You know. <laughs> Remember, she didn't like the Princess Bride either. First time I showed yeah, her. sometimes she gets hung up on like the weirdest things. She's yep. just like, nope, she's like, no, I'm done. I don't understand what Wesley's doing. Why would he leave her? I'm out. All right. Although I also can't wait to watch a PG version of Deadpool 2 where he reads the story oh. to Fred Savage in bed. So there's that. Right? Oh my gosh. Half hard thinking about it. Uh, anyways. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I never thought it'd be okay. Then then they said that, and I go, I'm on. Whatever you got, Ryan Reynolds, whatever you're going to do is probably going right. to be gold. Just give it to me, big boy. I will watch you make pancakes. I will watch you. I'll take even a watch you in the proposal. A whole <laughs> I, will, movie. I was about to say the same thing. I'll watch, I'll watch it. I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Okay, guys. <laughs> This was Spider-Man 3. It's it's over. We don't ever have to watch that movie again if we don't want to. Thank goodness. I will not be doing so. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles next week. A classic for a reason. We will talk about it in depth. If you guys have any comments about Spider-Man 3, something we missed, something that you love about the movie, hit us up, moviedummies at gmail.com. Uh, check out all our old episodes at moviedummies.com. You can even find uh, Apocalypse Z or What's Up or... <laughs> Humadroidic in American. That was Android Cop. All that stuff's on there, guys. Relish. Good stuff. Relish do I still get to the do movies. the game before we sign out? Oh, yeah. We have to do the game. I forgot. Aaron brought a game. Now, I, I'm going to revise my. I, I, if I'm not supposed to be doing a game, but I, I did think about mine for a bit. I let it go over about uh, two days to give okay. myself some time on here. So. I don't know if this is the one I'll stay with, this type of game, but I'm going to mm. try the alternate endings, and I tried to have a little bit of fun with it, and I was Ooh. giggling. I figured you guys would be tearing them apart anyways. So for my <laughs> first foray, thank you so much for this. So I have two of them. I already like doing, this. I'm, I'm doing the alternate ending movies. Okay. Because I, ha I did think about, but it wasn't movie-related, is telling two truths and a lie. And having you guys figure out which ones are truths and lies because I do have a very strange life. So I you might. told us two fantastic <laughs> truths today. So right? I I have a lot. I'm gonna tell you. So that might be my next time, a couple weeks from now, if I get another chance. But here's my first one. I did the the alternate endings, and you two get or you three you three get to tell me which one should be the right one, and I'll give you the answer. So okay, so this one is an actual oh, alternate ending to a movie that the producers were thinking about, and they decided to go with whatever one we saw in cinemas. You made one up. One is real. Yes. Is that correct? No, they, they, these are not real. Or did you make them both up? You made them both up, and we oh, just have to okay. decide which one you like yeah. better. Yes. Okay. This is, it's not going to be that great. 
but I just decided to go with it. So no, I think it's going to be awesome. Let's hear it. Yes. Interstellar. The real Ooh. ending is he goes through the wormhole and he finds Anne Hathaway and, you know. Maybe. I, I do not believe she's old and decrepit. He finds her. All right. It's a love story. Don't do this to me. <laughs> That's the real ending. So ending one. When he goes through the wormhole, a lot of popping, crackling, and he wakes up really confused, but he's actually Wooderson from Dazed and Confused, and he's smoking a <laughs> joint in the car saying, all right, all right, all right. All right. So that's ending one. And ending two <coughs> is he gets back to that new planet, but something changes in him, and he decides to raise an army and basically turns it into an army planet and takes over the world. And you just, they get to follow him and his conquest. And he goes back to the ring world, takes all of their technology and moves on. So which, which one do we want to go with? That could be a fun follow-up. Does he create an infinite loop where he becomes Wooderson and becomes his own great, great, great grandpa? No, he really was Wooderson. And this whole movie happened as a stoner dream. Oh, even better. Oh, I'm Mm -hmm. going with that one for sure. I, I kind of like McConaughey Army. I did like the Free State of Jones, and he can do it. So I'm going with that one, Matt. What do you got? Yeah, I'll go with that one too. I uh, I think he'd be, he'd be good as a tyrant. <laughs> See, that's where I was really going with it. But the thing is, Matthew Stafford's always going to be Wooderson to me. So Matthew Stafford. He wakes up the as Lions Wooderson. quarterback. Matthew Stafford. Matthew McConaughey. I'm sorry, I'm still dying from <laughs> what I saw earlier today. He he. It really is. He's Wooderson. It was all a lie. Yay, I Woody win. Woody Wooderson. All right, so I have one more or two more, but I have at least this one. And this one I did giggle quite a bit about when I was making it. <laughs> it's Flubber. <laughs> so I, I had to think of movies that you guys may have seen because I can't just use my own movies. So, so Flubber, <laughs> the real ending is they stop the scientists from getting Flubber and Flubber becomes, you know, the toy so they can use it however they are as they go on with life. But ending one, Flubber becomes self-aware. And he realizes that actually nobody can actually stop him, and he basically takes over the world. It's like an alien invasion. Just Flubber. Ending two, Flubber meets Flubette. And they have children, and we get to see the antics of the baby Flubbers. Okay. Um, So, at what point in the movie does Flubber become self-aware in this this alternate ending, ending? After he realizes... That I mean, all the reason the people were keeping him for was just so they could have a flying car. He's like, I'm, I'm worth so much more. I mean, isn't he kind of aware the entire time? I mean, he helps fight off the bad guys. He's aware in the sense that a five-year-old's aware. Ah, he so would have made like, a just lot grows of decisions. up at the end. Yeah, because he really could have killed those people. Like he almost does. He suffocates a guy. Yeah, yeah. He gets, he gets pretty brutal. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, Flobat. Hmm. For sure. Does an either one does um, Eddie Murphy show up in any sort of fat suit? <laughs> as, he only has one line, and his line is, you gotta drink a prune juice to get the blood pumping, the okay. body moving. In which that's version? That's only line. Uh, that's Flobat's. Oh, I'll take that one then. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah. them giving sure. the advice to Flobat's. Oh, this may be the toughest decision I've ever made. <laughs> uh, how many kids do they end up having? I'm going to say 20 or more because they are asexual potentially and they are going to continually reproduce. And there is a potential that they all become self-aware and take over the world as well. But that's for the third movie. 
Ooh. Mm. All right, yeah, I'll go with that one. And the right answer is Flubber meets the Flubette. It's for sure. Okay. It's it's a feel-good family movie like Beethoven's second. I mean, I was kind of right? hoping that the fat suit Eddie Murphy would show up in would be Respucia, but whatever. <laughs> Respucia? You don't know Respucia? There's words today know, that I've never thought I were may ever not know happen. Respucia. Okay, it's probably his most underrated movie. It's called Norbit. Oh, Norbit. Oh, yeah. Norbit is fantastic. I can do one more if you'd like me to. Yes, one more. All right. The last one is Mama, that horror movie from like six years ago. Sure, yeah, with the butterfly demon. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, ending one is they actually showed the ghost of the mom, which truly ruined that movie for me, which is very difficult for, I think, those horror movies is to create a truly scary creature which i think they did really well with one of my favorite horror movies the babadook that movie shook me to that my utter core was creepy as yeah, all I, get i didn't oh. actually move my car i actually made my wife come outside with me to move my car i was so frightened that was scary M- mama had me that way oh. until they showed mama and then i was like this is the stupidest ass movie i've ever seen in my entire life so i've always felt that this needed a different ending okay so ending one is they never show mama ever Okay. And uh, the she mom remains actually, a horrific mystery. Yeah, that's it. And they they still get the little girl, and it ends badly. Like nobody's ever gonna win, and they just have to deal with this weird, mute, freaky child, which again is a bad ending, which I still enjoy. But ending two, Mama kicks the living shit out of that demon, burns her, rekills the ghost, and r- actually raises the girl from the ring. And oh, okay. uses her to fight Mama. <laughs> and um, she finally Please. becomes the new Mama and takes both kids home instead of having the little girl die on a tree over a cliff. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. I did not see this movie, <laughs> so I'm completely it's, blind. It's Peter Jackson uh, produced, right? <laughs> I do not know the answer to that question. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure. It had Jessica Chastain and Jamie from Game of Thrones. Oh, um, yeah, it did. Nikolaj Coster Waldu, right? Is his name? Something like that. Oh, my gosh. I'm pretty sure it's produced by Peter Jackson. Guillermo del Toro, okay. His uh, Mexican friend. <laughs> oh, he's so weird. Yeah. it's It was okay until the ending, but mm-hmm. I, I love horror movies, and they can never end correctly for the most part. They always write themselves into a corner, and they're just like, what do we do now? Usually they just mm-hmm. end it without doing anything. At least Mama tried something. So I'm going to go with uh, the first one. Mama it ends. It a ends. Mystery. Yes. All right. Mm, I'm going to go. go with. Oh, go ahead, Matt. I'll go with the second one because it sounds like a happy ending. Hmm. I I kind of like the idea of uh, Mama raising the girl from the ring. Because <laughs> no matter how many times they save that girl in the movies, she keeps coming back. It's a little uh, it's a little disturbing. Which that newest Ring movie was kind of fun. So I have not seen any Ring movie but the first Ring movie, and yeah, it was so creepy. It made our sister I cry in the Ra- theater. It was so it creepy. I made me. I watched that movie in a haunted house. That movie is so not scary. It's freaking hilarious. But anyways, I don't get scared by horror movies. You should know that. I was I was like 14, and I was so creeped out I made Rachel hide the DVD. 
It might copy itself. <laughs> it might come, she might climb out of the DVD. Oh, get, me. get rid of this. That face that little girl had in the right? in it the was... closet. Oh, it haunts me this day. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like pancakes. <laughs> 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 Uh, oh the best thing God. that came out of the Ring movie was in uh, one of the scary movies, those uh, those crappy Wayne's Brothers movies, when oh, Carmen Electra is talking to Pamela Anderson, and she's like, have you seen that videotape? And Carmen Electra goes, you mean the one where they're doing it in the car, then they do it on the boat, and then they're doing it here? <laughs> she's describing Pam and Tommy Lee's sex tape, and Pamela's right. just like, no, not that movie. <laughs> Oh God! Which is always this is just fun, and you know that those movies gave us Anna Ferris, so there's that. Yeah, there is that. I love Anna Ferris. Right, she's the freaking best. Um, I could totally have lived my entire life without uh, Chris Elliott's strong hand, though. (laughs) Whoa! Don't you ever! I'm first. Let's get those mashed potatoes. Oh, That's not man. even the thing I remember I most. I almost threw up. Hold it on. So I, I am going to side note this because number one, the answer was the second one just okay. because the movie was so terrible. Bring bring the ring girl back and at least redeem it. But I have a strong hand story that I must interject with. Oh it's only gosh. happened once. At my bar that I grew up in, the Pink Elephant. And oh, my gosh. There is... Th- there was our, our, uh, our bartender. And I cannot tell you her name right now. If I called Tim Humbach, he could. But I've been going there for six years. I'm like 24. Obviously, they let you drink there earlier. But mm-hmm. I'm all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, and I realize that she only grabs all the bars, all the beers, with one hand, and then clucks them underneath her arm. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I look over, and I'm like, oh, my God, she has a strong hand. I went six <laughs> years with this lady and never saw her strong hand, and it was the same one. And you really can look past people. She just she walked it. You do not see strong hand on some people. Wow. The the bush light helps, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've never. That was it was it was tough to get past. I never made eye contact with her again. <laughs> it was just the strong hand. I am that every vain. time. Oh, that's hilarious. I was Austin Powers. Mo guacamole. Like it was money, money, money. Never needed to see it. Oh, that's funny. <sighs> So yeah, uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was fun. This is always good fun. As always, hit us up, moviedummies at gmail.com, moviedummies.com for more episodes. Yeah, it was a good good episode, guys. We will uh, we'll see you next week. As always, I'm Joe. I'm Angela. I'm Matt. I'm A.A. Ron. And for <laughs> Shannon, we are the Movie Dummies. We'll see you next week. Hear you? Listen to us? We'll talk at you. We'll talk at you later. (laughs) From my farm here in Texas. I'm on my farm here in Texas. (laughs) Oh, and go watch that movie. Also, bye. 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 Thanks for listening, Meatbag. Check out other episodes at moviedummies.com. Contact the show hosts at moviedummies at gmail.com. Catch you on the flippy flop.